Okay, so yesterday we began answering our question, why does the Gemara say there was a special miracle that Hashem made Yitzchak's face look like Avram's? We began discussing this by saying that their, a person's physical features are connected to their characteristics, connected to their soul, and this is especially true by those by tzaddikim who are who their bodies are, are just transparent windows to their neshamas. So, so therefore, it would have made sense for Yitzchak's face to look different to Avram. In fact, according to Gemara, it did look different than Avram's. Naturally, Hashem made a special miracle that his face should appear the same as Avram's. That's what we answer. Uh, we also answered our question, um, how come the Torah has to uh, address the scoffers in Parshas Teldis, why not earlier on in Parshat when Yitzhak is born? No one remember the answer to that question? How come the Torah is only addressing the scoffers over here? Right. When Yishmael was born, Yishmael, uh, so when Asa was born, you could see that, that, that the, 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 the nourishment of Klippa that Yitzchak gave was so different to Avram. Avram produced the Yishmael chesed of Klippa, but Yitzchak produced a, a chesed of a gvur of Klippa. So therefore, it was clearly so different to Avram. And also, what, what he did in this parasha, all the things that happened in this parasha, he dug the wells, all these things which are, which are associated, which are come from gvura. That's what he did here, and therefore the, ter- the scoffer is like, oh, we told you so. And. Right. So, what does it really mean? Esav, and also the events of this parasha, where Yitzhak is digging wells, which is also, as we learned, as, as to with Gura. So, that, that, that's why the terrorists tell us the truth is that Yitzhak is the son, not only is he also the son of Avram, but Avram gave birth to Yitzhak. Avram's whole essence, his whole, his seed, his progeny is Yitzhak. Let's run for office. Schwarzenegger's Alter Zede was a Nazi or something, right? But the truth is that. The truth is that. The truth is that. It, it's it's a similar question we ask and you've asked and everyone is asking about different places. So it says, Haman made this lottery. Why did he make the lottery? Because he wanted to reach this level of godliness in which we're, we're, we're has a chance. And and, and we find a similar thing throughout Chassidus. And Alter Rebbe even said about the story of Eliezer that it was not a Maisa Gashmi Klal. It was not physical at all. The story of Eliezer with the well and and and, and the Rivka. I'm sorry, with um, yeah, the Rivka. It wasn't a Maisa Gashmi. And even though it wasn't, it wasn't a Maisa Gashmi, whatever that means. Of course it happened. The story of Terry, of course it happened. So the bottom line is that the Shalah says the Torah speaks about the spiritual and alludes to the physical. The main subject of the Torah is spiritual. Terry alludes to the physical also. How does it, that play out? Does that mean that the people in this world, the, uh, just like we said before about Avram, that his physical body and his characteristics mirrored his neshama, did that work with the scoffers of the generation too? Did they also, like, oh, I'm scoffing about uh, how, how it's possible for this 100-year-old to have a baby 
and I'm really thinking about uh, Yitzchak and Gvura and Chesed, I, I, don't, I don't know exactly how, how uh, the connection is between the Hasidic meaning of the story and the actual players in, the, in, this, in this world. But the Altarebbe's words, that the story of Eliezer is not a physical story, tells us that it, 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 there's no simple answer to that question. Okay, let's go. Hey, move and gamma pastus. It's understood simply. It's obvious. Next page, one fourteen. When Hashem made Yitzchak's face appear like Avraham's, it wasn't just that Hashem made the appearance of his face to be similar to Avraham's. It was exactly the opposite. It wasn't just a a, a cosmetic thing. The reason why they look similar physically is because spiritually their faces look similar. It wasn't just a touch-up job externally. It was a spiritual thing. Um, what was the name of the applicant I told you about? Okay. It's called um, app detox. You can actually set your thing. It will not work during Chassidus. This is explained... We see this in many places in Torah. Although Chasid and Gvura are diametrically opposed, yet who produced the Gvura of Yitzchak? How did it come, where did it come from? The Gvura of Yitzchak is a direct continuation of the Chasid of Avram. Avram gives birth to Yitzchak. It's not only that the cause of the Gvura is Chasid. Let's think about chesed and gvura for a second. How does chesed produce gvura? You're kind. You care about somebody. Because you care about somebody, you want that what you're doing for them should really have an impact. So because of that, you know this person is not able to handle, let's say, they're an addict or something, give them an excess amount of money. What's the guy, what's the guy going to do? He's just going to make his life worse. But you can give him a sandwich... So, so because you're interested that, you, that your kindness should have a positive effect on their life, therefore you're more gvuradik, you're more discerning about how you want to give and what you want to give. Because you know that a person cannot receive too, there's a, there is this thing of a, a person cannot receive too much, every person is different what they can receive, therefore you make it simsum. So your chesed produces gvura. Because you care, therefore you don't Instead of giving the guy a, a, a quarter or a dollar, you take him into your uh, car and you sit down with him and you tell him, hey, when you, your first month of rehab is on me. I will tell you, you, you have, and, and you talked, and, and you're not giving him the dollar, but you gave him much more and you gave him much less. Why is that? It's because the tzimtzum is a product of your chasset. Your gvura was produced by your chasset. If you didn't care, just okay, let me, let me, let me feel good. I, I did my mitzvah. But it's more than that. It's not just that chesed produces gvura because you care, therefore you make it simsum. It's more. The gvura of Yitzchak was not, as Ev was saying before, Lahavdil, like any of these uh, bad people he reads about in comic books. Rather, the gvura of Yitzchak was open kindness. It's specifically because of gvura that there is an abundance and an addition to the flow. It says about rain. The rain is associated with gvura. The abundance of rain is to do with gvura. 
So instead of instead of a gevura being a tzimtzum, the gevura of Yitzchak was powerful chesed. Power, a lot of a lot of chesed. Gevura of Yitzchak means not just, not just slow moving waterly chesed. That there's a that there's a strength in the chesed. Um, Even though it's technically Okay, so no, it's not. It's not veiled. It's it's not diminished. It's more. How does that work exactly? Um, perhaps an example we gave before about the uh, about the uh, taking the attic into your car and talking to them, where you're giving them so much more. You, you see this guy in the street. Everyone sees the guy in the street, but you decide to give him such an. You care. You give him so much more because because it bothered you as matzah. It bothered you the way he is, and therefore you're not giving him the the uh, you mean a month in your rehab? You, you, you gave him a month, an hour of your time. You didn't just give him a dollar. Just like more quality. Not just qu- quantity. How much does a month of rehab cost? You're giving him thousands of dollars. You're giving him an abundance of chesed. You're giving him far more. And you're giving him far more of your time. And it's because of your good that you judged him. Your judgment about him and your connection to him, may, maybe it has to do also with like, uh, it says about the parents, the parents are, are more... Uh, discerning about their children's behavior and other kids' behavior. They don't care how the kids behave. The only kids' behavior, they, they, they care and they're more, and they're more uh, stern about it because it's their kid. On the other hand, who are they giving their, their inheritance to? They're giving their inheritance to their kid. So it's, it's, it's this gvura, which is, which is a, uh, uh, this, 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 this judgment, which is also the source of this abundant flow that comes from the giver to recipient. It's the gvura that, that the, gvura also means power. How does a gvura manifest itself, being in a state of judgment? How does that make make you give more? Perhaps it, it has to do with with the, this idea of, of 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 taking this person and thinking, one second, I'm not giving my dollar. It's a waste of time. And then and then that makes this 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 switch within you. Like I gotta help this person. What can, what can I do for them? And then and then you go all the way. And then Yitzchak's root, Shabbat root, that wasn't like that. It was. It's supposed to just be kavura. No, I'm not giving. Or what is kavura without this? How how should it have been versus how it actually is that we're seeing Hashem have to switch? Let's see. One second. The fusion of the chesed of Avraham and the kavura of Yitzchak is a result. It stems from a place beyond the spiritual cosmic order. That's why it's possible to have a fusion between these two opposing things. Why is it possible? Because something above the whole spiritual cosmic order is there. Okay, what does that have to do with anything? What is this, this, this okay, uh, like Michal Marchai says, game over. Game over, it's above the how does that answer anything? What is it, why do we, does something above the cause a fusion of two things that are opposing? I think the Chassiz gives two answers. One of them I remember right now. One of them is, is the Chassiz gives an example of a king who has uh, two um, opposing lawyers who, dis- who, determined the- who are arguing over the fate of someone. One is saying he should be freed. One is saying that he should be killed. And they're arguing. And uh, when the king passes by, there's a rule. If you meet the king before you're hung, you're freed. So then in that situation, the one who is saying, this guy deserves to die, let him out. Let the- He's free. It's sad. Let him out. He was transformed. Why is he transformed? So, so there's two, there's two explanations. One explanation is that everyone is negligible in the face of the king. Everyone is nothing in the face of the king. So this that he is chasa, this he is gvura, that usually it's, it's, it's pronounced and it's tangible and it's, and it's, and it's with there's a voice. I am chasa. And you could sink your teeth into, into their arguments. He is saying something. This is chasa, this is gvura. They're talking, they're saying something. 
That's, and, 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 there, and there's a big metzius, there's, there's a thing. On the face of the king, they're both negative, they're not both nothing, therefore they're confused together. In other words, it weakens them. Why are they, why are they able to confuse together? Because they're, 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 they're weakened by the presence of the king. They're more bottle in the presence of the king. There's no longer a, I am chesed, I am gvura, I say he should be innocent, I say he should be guilty. It's just the king. So I'm just going to be quiet. That, that's one way Chesuz explains it. Another way Chesuz explains it is, in, in analogy, in the analog, excuse me, the Eivishter is the truth of Chesed Gvur. Chesed really isn't Chesed. Gvur isn't really Gvur. The truth is Enum Avada, Atzmus, all there is is Hashem. So Chesed isn't Chesed, Gvur isn't Gvur. What is it really? All it is is expression of the Eivishter. So in the presence of the Eivishter, the Eivishter is revealed, so then, so then there could be conversions of Chesed and Gvur. Because Chesed isn't Chesed, Gvur isn't Gvur. It's all the Eivishter. Okay, there's also a third explanation. The third explanation of how chesed and Gvurah could join is that there's a point in chesed, the weakest point of chesed and the weakest point of Gvurah, they could, they could fuse together. Then you don't have to go above them. There, there's a part in chesed and there's a part in Gvurah where they're, they're, they, they, they can converge. Like, unlike Tayu, where the chesed is so strong and Gvurah is so strong they can't come together, in Tikkun, they're more uh, civilized. Civilized chesed, civilized gvura, and they can get along. They can find a common commonality. Uh, I'm, I'm weak chesed, you're a weak gvura. Let's let's talk. Uh, so that's the third way it could be scholars. But if there's strong chesed and strong gvura, they can't come together. They, they, they have to diffuse them somehow. So either you're diffusing them by revealing their true and their true their true essence, their atzmos, or you diffuse them by they're in the presence of something greater, and therefore they lose their 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 their, their um, strength and they become battle. Okay. So how is it possible? they shouldn't be able to... Get together. Right. And this is the revelation of this higher Madrigal. But we're supposed to brought them together. Okay. Um, what was your question? Before? Okay. B'kach, even Gama Adam is Lashon Chazal. If you remember, let me know. Now we can also understand what our sages are alluding to when they say everyone testified that Avram gave birth to Yitzchak. The scarf as a generation said that Sarah became pregnant with Avimelech. Then God changed the face of Isaac, looked similar to Abraham. And now everyone testified that Avram gave birth to Yitzchak. It doesn't say now everyone knew. The word that Terry uses is, is they testify. Rashi repeats this idiom, this expression a second time. There is testimony that Avram gave birth to Yitzchak. What's the point of the word testimony over here? Why do you want that word? It's not the word that anyone would choose. If you, if you told a story to your child, you never say the word testify. You would say, and now everyone could see, and now everyone knew, now it was obvious. What is the word testify? Explanation like this. A testimony is specifically used for something which is unknown, something which is hidden. On something which is revealed, or something which will be revealed, you don't need testimony. That's why the Gemara says about Naguna, you're allowed to rely on the testimony of uh, many people which are on kosher for testimony. One reason is because we're leaning for Naguna. The other reason is because it's going to come out anyways in the wash. You're going to find out. The guy's going to come back. So people don't like lying 
or, or the Gemara says that you're allowed to trust, let's say, let's say milk are mixed into meat, and you don't know how much if it was 60 times or not, you're allowed to trust a non-Jew to taste the food for you, although in general we don't usually allow non-Jews to testify for us about the kosher of our foods, but here the non-Jew says no taste of milk, and you trust him. Why you trust him? Because it's gonna, he, he's a, a, he, he, he knows it's going to come out. He said, there's no taste of milk in here. <laughs> You're going to taste it. You're going to see if there's milk in there. You're going to see if there's a taste of milk in there. So something which, which is going to be revealed, something which is going to be, be exposed, you don't need testimony. So what's testimony for? It's for something which is not revealed and will never be revealed. It's not going to, it's not going to be revealed. It's, it's something which is not, it's not normal for this thing to become discovered. What is that spiritually? So too, the word testimony spiritually is referring to, is connected to a level of godliness which is beyond it's beyond the energy of Hashem which animates the world and is, and is here. That's golly, that's revealed. Your seichel tells you there must be energy of Hashem which makes me tick, which makes the world tick, which makes the world exist. But then there is levels of godliness which are beyond the spiritual cosmic order. That's, that, we have no... no um, Understanding of those levels, and yet there's a testimony that the word testimony is connected to levels of godliness which are beyond revelation. So, so the word testimony is code for beyond hishtalshalos, something which is not revealed. You get it? The word testimony. When do you need testimony? You need testimony for something which is not known, right? I don't need testimony that you're sitting here. I could see you're sitting here. I need testimony to know if you where you were in 1969 in the Woodstock. That would I need I wasn't there. So, right. If, if you remember Woodstock, it means you weren't there, anyways. Anyways, so uh, so I'll go on. You remember he wasn't there, right? I was not there. Okay, I was old enough to remember, but I was not there. A testimony is used to to reveal something which is otherwise unknown. So a non-Jew is believed to testify about something which we're going to discover anyways because that's not called testimony. We're going to discover if there's a milky taste in the meat. So the parallel for the word testimony in Nishtalshalus is, is this level something which is revealed to us, known to us, or something which is higher than our knowledge, higher than our understanding? So the energy of Hashem in creation is something which we can connect to. We can, we can realize, we can think about how there must be a source for creation. There must be godly energy in creation. That's something which is revealed. Anyone with Altar says, and uh, <laughs> says, how, how the level of godliness, which is it's, it's clear, it's, it's obvious. Anyone with any seichel knows that there, that there is a godly energy in the world, otherwise, how does, how does the world exist? That's, that, that, that's not, they don't need testimony for that, that you see with your eyes. But then there are higher levels of godliness where you need more faith for. That there's such a thing, that there's an infinite light of Hashem beyond the, the, the spiritual cosmic order. That requires faith. So in, instead of using the word faith, we're using the word testimony. Because just like testimony is used for something which is un- un- otherwise unknown, so too testimony refers to a level of godliness which is beyond our knowledge. Like Get it now? That's why you okay. need to have people to testify, because you don't know what actually happened. Right. And that's why. The Gemara uses that word. There was a testimony that Avram had the Yitzchak. There was a testimony that Avram gave birth to Yitzchak. This convergence of Chesed and Gvura stems from a godly energy which is beyond the spiritual cosmic order. Look, Phoenix page. Huh? According to nature, according to logic, it cannot be. You cannot have this convergence. 
So why did it happen? There's a testimony for this to happen. Just like when there's a testimony for something. People say, this is what we saw, you have to believe it. So too, logic and nature cannot produce a, a child from Avram and Sarah. Why is there such a convergence? How can there be a, a gvura coming from chesed? How can that happen? It's because of l'mayl m'eshtalshul. Because of above eshtalshul, Hashem puts chesed into the gvura of Yitzchak. So that Yitzchak's gvura is now an abundance of chesed. Yitzchak's gvura is not a regular chesed. This is like the story about the kosher oven and... Uh they're arguing, you know, whether it's kosher or not. And he says, you know, let the, uh, let the walls of the base of Mikdash testify, oh. right? And they start to come in, you know, the tree turned upside down, right? Right, right. It's above the, it's, you know. Above the That's very interesting. I, I, I wonder what Chassid says about that, that word over there. That's, yeah. a, that's very interesting. They use the same word. What do you say, Mechamor Chai? I thought you were on your Facebook. Okay, what's well, it? I was, I was, I was, I Let's finish it up here. Um, who, is, who are we testifying to? Right, the, whole, the whole point of testimony is someone wants to know. It's a judge. It's a, it's, it's a community. So someone wants to know. So if the scoffers are the ones that are testifying. So who is this? They're not testifying. They are testifying. Yeah, they everyone is testifying. Everyone is testifying. Everyone testifies. That's the words of Arashi. Oh, oh, yeah. hey. so, Against Hashem, their will. That's now... I don't really understand to each other. No, but it's even against their will. That's, a, that's, the, that's the question. The that, that was the Rebbe's question. The question is, why are you using this word testify? And there's no answer up in Nigla. Up in Nigla, why are you using that word? There's, there's, there's no court case. There's no one to testify to. Everyone could see it. Everyone knew. That's the right word. So we just clarified why testimony is needed so, beyond... But, but I'm saying, so, so we're saying the word testimony is code for beyond the Stalishness. There was something of beyond the stalshul that was drawn down here. It doesn't mean literally there was a testimony, there was a court, and there was someone else that was spoken no, to. I get, I get, I get that. It wasn't anything literal. I'm, I'm saying even we've already established that the goyim don't even understand what's happening, right? They're, they're just acting. They're acting based on nature. We didn't speak about goyim, did we? The scoffers. Are the yidden? Who are the scoffers? Okay. The scoffers are testifying by their their scene. In this world, they, their sight uh, of, of Yitzchak and Avram's facial features is representative in a higher level right. of this level of testimony. So they're, they're not aware. They're like, they're just going through, right? They're not aware of what's happening in Zeder Stashos. They're not aware of the blend of Chesed and Gevorah and all I, I mean, the whole purpose of what Avraham was doing was to reveal to the world that there's an Abishter and that, that there's something above Zeder Stashos and that you need to thank Hashem for your food and it's being created something from nothing. It's the whole other memory that we just learned about what's going on. He, lost, he lost all those bonds. They didn't sustain Maybe up until this point right here, it was all just theoretical that Abraham was teaching him all this. It didn't maybe some got internalized, maybe some didn't. But when Yitzchak was born, and Esav then came from Yitzchak, everything that Abraham has been trying to teach the world up until that point has finally been revealed to the world, and people like started to hop it at that point. That's when the test says this is when the testimony happened. This is when the revelation of the higher state of got. Put into the world as we know it. I like it. And it would have been only natural for Esau to inherit that. He's the firstborn, he's the man who died, and all that stuff like that. And, and, and Esau even comes from Tohu. You know, he played. even comes from higher than Seder yeah. Stashla. So yeah. it's even. 
It's the revelation of this higher level of Seder Stashos into the physical world. I see doing to reverse all this. It sounds like going somewhere somewhere exciting, but it doesn't sound like we're on the road. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. That's another cup of coffee. Um, So, um, your question in one sense is, No? Okay. Fine. You were asked, I thought you were going to tell me what my question was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what's I your mean, question? I guess I, I guess it was answered. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure what you're asking, but I, I think that, that it's just confusing, as Ev was asking before, that we have these non that you have these scoffers, and, there's, and, there's, and they're representing something by their words over here, and that spiritually represents something. And who are they? Are they talking Chassidus when they're speaking? Or is the Rebbe speaking through them? Like, what's going on? How, what's their consciousness while this is happening? It's, it's a question I'm asking every, in every explanation of Chassidus. Where are the people here in the story while this, this word is being used? So, uh, by the way, parenthetically, the Rebbe brings in note 46 that the word Edus comes from the word Das. And Das is the middle Kaf. Chesed is the right, Gur is the left. And the middle one reaches to Klimis HaKesar. So the reason why you're using the word Eidos, because Eidos is connected to Das, and Das goes beyond the Shalshos to Pimis HaKesar. And in Pimis HaKesar, there's a convergence of Chesed and Gvur, and everything is Chesed. Okay, so, so, so there, there is just, there's, there's these words we're using oh. over here that, that, that make the story sound normal, but the Rebbe is saying there's a reason why this word was used, because it's, it's, a, it's a hint to something else. It's not the simple word. There's something there is alluding to with this word. On a simple level, you can't translate it in the to make as much sense as another word, but this unusual word is used to represent something. Okay, what's... what's the word? Eidos. Okay, What's the lesson for us in our Vedan? What's the reason? And Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov are called our forefathers, because they are the source and root of every single one of the Jewish souls. And the level of our forefathers passes through every generation to every single one of their offspring. Therefore, every one, every Jew has to have in him something from Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov's respective service of Hashem. This understood. This idea of the convergence of Chesed and Gvura, next column, has to be by every Jew. How does a Jew have Chesed and Gvura inside of himself? In Britannia, the author writes in Tanya how it's possible to be both happy and sad and, and crying in the same time. Because it's possible, because you're, you're, the Zohar says an example of some great sage who discovered the temple was destroyed, the same way he discovered uh, a new insight in Torah. So he was very happy that he discovered this new insight in Torah, his face was shining, but he also was crying because, because uh, the temple was destroyed. So the author says when there's two different causes, you have two different feelings. So similarly, a Jew has to have in him also, at, at various times, different, different uh, things which could require him to resort to chesed and gvura, and, to conver- and there, there to be a convergence within him of chesed and gvura. Where does he get that from? That gets, he gets it because God made Yitzhak's face look similar to Avram. Okay, I guess we'll stop here already. Uh, the, the, the realm of the Dafim. Chaim, Chaim.